Hey, this is Kim Davis, and welcome to another one-on-one podcast from DMN. Today, my guest is Chris Bondus, who's Senior Director of Demand Generation at Brightcove. Welcome, Chris. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And I understand you're in from Boston. Is that the main Brightcove HQ, or are you in several places? Uh, So Brightcove is the headquarters for the company. Uh, We also have offices in San Francisco, Seattle, and also globally in Japan, in Australia, as well as uh, Singapore, India, and London. Okay. Now, I guess when people see the name Bright Cove, the simple thing which comes to mind is video platform, but there's obviously much more to it than that. I, I myself have been a, a, a user of Bright Cove for video hosting purposes, but tell us a bit more broadly about uh, what Bright Cove offers. Sure. So, like you said, Brightcove is an online video platform, and our target audience is two different groups. One is media companies that use us for monetization of their content, but then also, of course, my role is more focused on the brand. So, how do companies use video for things like raising brand awareness, things like internal communications and enterprise communications? We actually just announced today that Konica Minolta will use this for their internal training. So, they use video for internal training purposes. Uh, there's also a very hot and up and coming topic around video, which is live streaming. So, as an example, Oracle MME, that conference, we live streamed their event. And oh, so, right. other times, we live stream town halls where CEOs give announcements to the entire company, things like that. So, there's a bunch of different use cases that Brightco is used for in the video realm. That's right. I was looking, I did, I did do some research, live streaming, OTT. Um, you can do ad insertion for clients, I yep. believe. And, of course, there's the analytics and metrics underlying it all. Absolutely, yes. So the the ad insertion is on the media side, and for the analytics piece, what's really interesting now is that I think videos come a long way from the from just looking at a view. Right on YouTube, you see the view. How many yeah. people viewed your video? Video analytics have really expanded beyond that to now see who's watching behind the view, right? So how long have they been watching the video for? How engaged are they? What company are they from? What's their right. title? You know, how many times have they watched that video? So you can get a much more compelling picture with video content and video analytics than you can with, say, a white paper. White papers, you never really know how many pages they read of it, yeah. right? That they just download it and never open it. But with video, you can see, hey, this person was very engaged from the first second all the way to the, to the 45th second. That's, that's great. And I think this is another whole topic, but I get the sense that we are slowly but steadily moving towards some agreed and accepted standards on video viewability and so on within the industry, which is... That's true. That's true. I think there's there's a there's it's a little bit of the wild west still. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think YouTube and Vimeo and those kind of free services are, are where people dabble in at the beginning, trying to get their feet wet. But then as their business and their video strategy matures and becomes more sophisticated, they need a, a better analytics type of platform that can tell you all those things that I mentioned earlier around viewership and unique viewership and individual viewership and not just the video view itself. Understood. Great. Well, let's get to the meat of our discussion, which is the use of Brightcove by digital marketers. Um, can be used, of course, for product marketing, brand awareness, as you mentioned, e-commerce, e-commerce, and then where you come in, lead generation. So give us some idea of the opportunities here for B2B marketers in terms of lead generation. Sure, absolutely. For lead generation specifically, I think it's important to view video as a as almost like an actor in a movie so, oh. so that actor can either be a lead actor or a supporting actor and I think sometimes companies get too caught up in how do I get started and video has to be this big production and it has to be the lead role in, in, my, <laughs> in my story it really doesn't um, so if you think about it that way um, the supporting role of video where you, th- where you can just add video to an email right, or add video to a landing page 
right? Those are much simpler things to accomplish with video as opposed to creating a whole big production around a video. And I can give you two examples of a video as, as a lead role. There is, uh, Oracle is a customer of ours and they have uh, episodic content with 18 different videos that describe marketing automation. Marketing automation can be a very complex topic. So they right. use video as the best way to explain what that is. And that's the, the lead role of that campaign is, is the video itself. Whereas somebody like, let's just take, for example, Brico of us, we use video and we interchange it throughout our different campaigns. So we'll put a video on a landing page. Mm -hmm. We'll put a video in an email. We'll, we'll announce, put a video in a, an announcement of a webinar. We'll put it on social media as well. So there's two different ways you can view it. Again, as a lead role, which is you have all your resources invested in it, and then also as a supporting role, where it kind of complements the rest of your marketing mix. Uh, that's interesting because it suggests to me that you're not necessarily using video as the kind of last step pushing towards conversion. You could be using it to inform people, to educate them, to introduce them to the space which your product is in. I mean, the marketing automation is a great example of that. So there's all kinds of strategies about that. Absolutely. It's really about the buyer's journey. Mm -hmm. And where in the buyer's journey can you apply video? Like you said, is it the awareness phase? Uh, a customer of ours, SaaS, they are obviously a statistical analysis software company, mm -hmm. and it's really, really hard to communicate what their value prop is, because it's software, it's kind of an abstract thing, it's intangible. What they did is, and you can, you can just Google SaaS in Nepal video, they talked about the Nepali earthquake and how, and how the SaaS software was able to uh, find raw materials to build housing for all those people that were displaced. So it makes a, video's a great way to tell a story. It makes something that's intangible, very tangible. Um, on the engagement side of things, I think for us in particular, we use video to, um, to progress our leads through the funnel more, right? So we have their interest, we have their awareness, but let's progress them through the funnel with videos about our products, right? right? Let's send customer testimonial videos as well. Those are also very, very important and give credibility to your service and your offering. Um, it's not just about the high-level brand video that you can find on YouTube. Okay, and something which I think we're all aware of is the important role video has come to play on the B2C side. I remember we published all kinds of statistics showing that campaigns which incorporate video in the B2C space do much better than campaigns which don't. Are we really seeing video playing a bigger role in B2B now? Absolutely. It's becoming part of people's social media strategies as well. Mm -hmm. I think in the past there was this concept of, hey, let's throw up a video on YouTube and let's see what happens with it. But when you do that, there's a little bit of, of a secret there that people may not be aware of is that your company doesn't get the SEO benefit from that. YouTube gets the SEO benefit. Whereas if you had the video hosted on your own website, uh -huh. you would get that SEO benefit. You also get better analytics like we just discussed at the beginning of our conversation. Yeah. So yeah, in, in fact, I think that you know, video in itself is, is really just becoming much more sophisticated to people and how they, how they approach things with their, with their B2B strategy. Okay, now taking it up, up a notch, one thing which particularly caught my eye was that your you're now talking at Bright Cove about ABM, account-based marketing, of course. And that suggests to me, and you can educate me on this, that it involves knowing who you're delivering the video to, who's watching the video. But take us from the basics. How does ABM come into this? Sure. So we've been doing account-based marketing now for two years. Mm -hmm. uh, we use Demandbase and we use Engageo, or two of the different vendors. And I think what got us started with account-based marketing was the fact that the MarTech landscape, in B2B marketing in particular, is so saturated with competition. Right. There's, a, there's a famous slide from Chief MarTech where there's 3,000 logos of, of software vendors on there. And we're not necessarily directly competing with them, but we're competing for the budget. Yes. Right? 
So we use account-based marketing to kind of get through that noise, right, and be more targeted and be more specific with our outreach. Um, so for the past two years, we've seen some really impressive results, one of them being this past quarter, you know, 25% of our new business deals were from account-based marketing target accounts, but that represented 40% of the overall bookings value. So the target account deals are larger. They're more important. They're more strategic. Yes, yes. And so with ABM, we're able to identify those accounts up front and target them with a variety of different marketing programs, including video. Um, for example, we have a, a campaign called Meet Your Account Manager. And so if you're on Facebook, if you're on LinkedIn, if you're on Twitter, uh, in an email campaign, whatever it might be, if you're an existing customer of ours, we can target you and introduce your account mm -hmm. manager to your team. You may not know that because if you're at Oracle, for example, that's a huge company, oh, you may yeah. not know that Brightcove is your is a customer of yours. Right. Right. So meeting your account manager campaign enables you to introduce Brightcove to them um, through video in a way that's that's pretty engaging and, and compelling. Okay, and of course Brightcove substitute any client name. Exactly. Okay. And from what I know of Demand Base and Engagio, I presume you're using them to help you to identify um, the accounts, the players within the accounts, the individuals who are of interest. Yeah, so it's really interesting. The, the, the ABM technology landscape, every vendor does something <laughs> a little bit different, right. and nobody does everything completely well. Um, but those two companies do the two things really well that we like, and they help identify, in demand basis case, the, the signals that people are giving before they raise their hand and say they want to be contacted by sales, before mm. they become a lead. So they give us intelligence, as an example, of who's visiting our website, before they filled out a form on our website. Right. And I can give you uh, one scenario where we discovered that a major airline was all, all over our site for months, wow. generating a lot of traffic, generating a lot of traffic. We didn't know who it was. I don't want to identify who it was, but okay. we didn't know who the actual individual was. But by having that intelligence, we, we enabled the SDR team and my marketing team to start canvassing that account with email campaigns, with, with call downs, right, with uh, webinar invites and, and local event invites. And we discovered that when they finally did raise their hand to talk to us, that, hey, we're, we're going to put out an RFP to replace our internal and our external video hosting solution. And so that's why they're all over our site. So we got a head start on our competitors because we knew who that airline was, and we were able to help shape the RFP because of that intelligence we got ahead of time. That, that's impressive, isn't it? Because you didn't even know who the individual was, but if you know who the account is, that just gives you a huge advantage, doesn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. So what we try to do then is, you know, you, you supplement your, your contact list with, with other, like a Zoom Info database, yeah. and you create nurture campaigns. We have a 24-7 automated nurture campaign that is run, it's about... 14, 15 different emails that run every two weeks that just go into these accounts and to, to try to bubble up the interest and identify, hey, we know you've been searching our website, we know you've been clicking around on these pages, but who are you? Identify yourself, and then we can have a good, meaningful conversation. And so I think like, that's the power that, that the man base brings to the equation, along with their advertising platform as well. Okay, so this clearly works for Brightcove um, in terms of you being able to identify accounts who are interested in your video services. Mm -hmm. Um, you finding this works for clients of Brightcove as well? It's funny you say that. So I've given a, a bunch of different talks about account-based marketing at Serious Decisions Conference, at the Oracle Conference, yeah. um, at the Manbase's own conference. And at the end of the day, a lot of people come up to me who are Brightcove customers. Uh -huh. and like, how do we get started? Mm -hmm. And I always point to them back to the campaign I mentioned earlier, which was the Meet Your AM campaign. Right. Um, it's a very simple, very effective way to target your existing customers and either expand your business in those accounts or 
increase the satisfaction of those customers because if you think about it, a lot of times account managers have dozens of customers that they're trying to manage. And at best, the outreach with your customer base is, a, is a, an email and maybe an occasional phone call. But with video, you can then say, hey, look, I'm Chris Bondis. I'm your account manager for XX company. Here's a little bit about me and what I do. And in our video, we show like our office. We show like the camaraderie the team has. It's, it's bright, it's energetic, it's youthful. So you really humanize the connection between the company and your customer. So it doesn't always need to be used right away for outbound marketing mm -hmm. or, or you know, new business generation. Start with your customers sometimes, and account-based marketing and video together is, is a powerful combination. Excellent. So you, you would be suggesting to your clients that they need their own ABM program, and then they can use Brightcode services and Brightcode-driven content to really make it effective. Exactly. It's almost like going back to what we discussed, which is use video as a supporting role for your account-based marketing efforts. Okay. And just curious, I'm wondering if any companies... If you've come across anyone using things like live streaming in, in the B2B space, is anything, anything experimental going on there? Yeah, there's a lot of companies doing it uh, for different reasons. Some, like I mentioned earlier, they'll, they'll live stream an event. Mm -hmm. So Oracle, Modern Marketer, when it was in Vegas, we live streamed the keynotes of that, um, which makes a lot of sense for them. Other companies use it more for internal purposes, so they'll live stream a town hall with their CEO out to all the different branches. Um, other companies use it for, for training uh, purposes, uh, a combination of live streaming and then also uh, video on demand. So as an example, Dunkin' Donuts uses us to train all their different franchise employees, right? So there's 2,000 different franchises across the United States, mm -hmm. and you're training you know, younger people, teenage kids. They're not going to pick up a manual or a PowerPoint, <laughs> right. right? So they'd much rather watch a video, and that video can be live-streamed. Uh, like, this is how we make this type of menu item. This is how we clean this coffee machine. Um, or you can take that clip and then make it on demand and watch it at your own leisure. Okay. Now, you mentioned some big names in completely different spaces like Oracle and Dunkin' Donuts. But Brightcove, my impression is you have customers right across the board, don't you? You have some s smaller businesses using you as well? Absolutely. So we, uh, our product mix spans the gamut. Um, our product starts at $199 a month. Uh, for up to 50 videos, and that's really targeted those folks that are maybe smaller size companies or departments within larger organizations that aren't quite ready to make the leap yet. Um, and then, of course, those big six-figure deals that, in, from the companies that, that we previously discussed it on an enterprise basis. Um, when we talk to the smaller type of companies, it's interesting. They're, they're, they're always leery to kind of jump right into video. Sure. Right, they're concerned about the production, production costs, cost, things yeah. like that. And, and what we tell them is, look, um, with our price point the way it is, you can always trial it, you can always cancel it, but at the same time, don't be intimidated by it. You don't need to have a professional production crew right. to get started with video. There are plenty of times where we've shot video on our iPhones. It's a 15, 20 second, 30 second video, hmm. um, which I think you can do with an iPhone. Anything longer than that is probably a little bit tricky, but with 30 seconds, just make sure the audio quality is really good. Yeah. And people will, will embrace that just as much as they would a professionally produced video. Okay, well Chris, I um, appreciate you coming in today. That's Given us a lot to think about in terms of how video can fit into a B2B strategy. So thanks for that. Thanks very much. I enjoyed it.